Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. We pray that this message would encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at bluffhurst.com. Morning. So excited you're here. I'm Pastor Nathan. I'm the youth worship pastor here at Bluff First. Uh, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited I used to be up here. I'm so excited that Brooke and TJ get a week off. They deserve it, do they not? They're so amazing. They pour in our lives every single week, and they, they deserve what they're getting. Everybody, would you guys just scream as loud as you can, because they're probably listening to you. One, two, three. <laughs> that was all me, not them. Okay. Uh, but we're so excited you're here. Um, like I said, I'm the, youth, I'm the youth pastor here, and I just want to say thank you to all the parents in the room. Like, you guys are heroes, and your kids don't even know it. Um, like, you bringing your kids every single Wednesday, if they come to youth, or Sunday for Kids First, you guys are heroes. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, and from our children's director's heart, like, thank you so much. You guys are heroes. You're heroes. You're heroes. Thank you. All right. Now we're ready. 2021 is crazy, right? I heard more sighs than yeah. Like, that was that bad, right? 2021 is crazy. Um, and we're so busy, and like, there's no sign of it stopping anytime soon. Like, it, it's all just building on each other. Uh, I, I don't know about you, I felt like I needed a vacation after, after Christmas vacation. Like, it's not Christmas vacation anymore. It's like a job. Like, you got to go to it like five different Christmases. It's a lot. I needed another vacation. Um, I remember, though, when I was a kid, I played uh, Little League Baseball. I played two years, okay? First year, I was on a really good team. The Yankees drafted me. Uh, we, were, we were really good. Like, we were stacked. I was second baseman, not to brag or anything. Um, but year two, um, I, got, I got traded to a different team. Not really. That doesn't happen in Little League sports. But um, I, I, I was on another team, and we weren't good at all. Like, we lost so many games. We lost the most games you could probably lose ever in the history of the world. Um, and, you know, we were that underdog team. Like, you see in the story, like, they, they lose all season, but then eventually, you know, this it sparks, and now there's this new team, they're working together, and that wasn't us. <laughs> we were terrible. We just kept losing more and more. And I remember the next summer, uh, mom and dad were like, hey, Nathan, you're, you're in third grade, you ready to do baseball next year? Like, we're, we're about to sign you up. I was like, you know, Mom, Dad, I think I'm just too busy. You're in third grade, Nathan. What are you do? What are you busy with? Like, you're not folding your laundry. What are you doing? You're not busy. Uh, you got a spelling test? To, like, you don't, you're not busy. You're in third grade. Um, so I didn't play baseball anymore, and uh, I kind of regret it, but moving on. Um, we're, we, we live in this society, in this culture, that, that being busy is almost like a subtle brag. Like you're at the dinner table, and there's almost like this reward for whoever has the, the busiest schedule. Like, I woke up earlier, and I worked longer than all of you, and that's the brag. I, I don't know if anybody else ever pulled that card. No? Okay. Um, but it's, we're in this culture of like one-upping each other all of the time, and, and I think we've... we've we have this culture where we're all so busy and we're trying to be the busiest. We're trying to be the most stressed and, and brag about it. And, and through this series, we, we are going to talk about our busy schedules. We're going to talk about our habits, our good habits, our bad habits, how to change those habits. 
And uh, TJ talked about last week that there are eight habits that we are going to walk you through. Four of them are, are um, daily habits, and four of them are weekly habits. And then four of those are, are vertical habits, which are God-focused. You and God, like your relationship with God, that's God. The others are horizontal, and that's neighbor-focused. We're, we're focused on sharing life with everybody else, which those two concepts are very biblical we see in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39, and Jesus is talking, he says, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Our goal today and, and through this whole entire series is to not add busy work on your already busy lives. And more, more tasks and to-do lists for you to get done throughout the day. Our, our goal as a church is to establish systems, habits, and an overall structure in our everyday life. Because here's the thing, we all have habits, right? You wake up, you do a certain thing every single morning. We have habits. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. The thing about the bad, bad habits in our life, they don't provide much structure. And our, our lives are growing every year. Our lives grow bigger and, and busier and everything. And if our, if our habits aren't good structures, if we have these bad habits, our lives are not going to be structured. So we need good habits to structure our lives around. And these habits are going to help us not only know God better, but share life with our neighbors. And today we, we are talking about prayer, prayer. And specifically, ready for this, kneeling prayer I know all of your knees are hurting as we speak right now. Like, you're just cringing on the inside. Um, but it's very biblical. And you see in, in the Bible so many different forms of worship and prayer. Like, there's different postures. And kneeling's not like the one. Like, you, you're not doing it right unless you Like, that's not the thing. But today, we're going to talk about kneeling prayer because it's a really good one. And uh, just because we picked it. And so that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, but through this habit, we're going we're gonna to encourage you to pray, ready for this, three times a day. Three times. Morning, midday, and evening on your knees. I know that sounds like a lot, and you're already you're making the excuses. Already you're like, I have a busy work schedule. How would I ever do this? Well, through this, we're going to um, talk about it and, and show you. But here's the, I, I know you pray. I know you like do things in your head and you hope for a different thing and you're, you're praying for God that please don't let them find out like I did this, like, like please don't, please, you know, don't let my boss be mad at me. Like whatever it is, you're always praying. Um, I know you do it all the time. I know you need to get better at it because I need to get better at it. I know it's hard to pray because you don't know what to say. You don't know how to pray. There's no real good time to in your mind. But we really believe that if you're all in with these habits, if you're all in with prayer, you'd see change in your life. You'd see structure in your life where there, where there was no structure. If you make this the best year, 2022, the best year of your life spiritually, it'll be the best year of your life. Like ever. Well, maybe well, if you have a better year, spirit, whatever. But if you make this year the best year of your life spiritually, it's going to be the best year. Um, we're we're going to turn to Daniel chapter 6, and while you're doing that, I want to pray for us real quick, because I'm distracted. Lord, be with us this morning. Speak to us through your words. 
And Lord, I, I just pray that as we establish new habits in our lives, Lord, that, that they would just provide structure for, for our lives that are crumbling so fast. And we don't know what to do and we're stressed. Give us answers, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Daniel chapter 6. And some of us know this story. We've heard it. Um, Daniel and the... There you go. You did better than the nine. Just saying. Uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 7. This is a long passage, so just bear with me. All of the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors, are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of Meds and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks to God, thanks before his God, as he had done previously. These men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that, that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing stands fast according to the law of Meds and, and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And we know that after this, Daniel would be thrown into the den of lions, the lion's den, because he decided that he was going to pray to his God three times a day instead of praying to the king. And how much I would enjoy for us to be like, we are Daniel in this story. We are winning. We are praying three times a day. We are doing awesome. I don't think we're Daniel. I, I actually think we're the opposite. We're on the other side. I, I, I think we're King Darius. We're, we're these governors and counselors. Like you, you are setting these laws, these, these rules, these standards, these habits, these systems in your life that restrict you from praying. I say, no, you don't have time for that because of this. And we've set that our own standard. Like we're our own worst enemy in this situation. We're losing this battle because of ourselves. We also, like some, uh, some commentaries say that, that Daniel was nearing 90 years old. You think your knees hurt. Daniel was 90, all right? So keep that in mind as we talk about this today. Daniel was 90 years old. I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. I don't have time for praying. These are the standards we put on our own lives. And this morning, we're going to look at those three times during the day and uh, Talk about the problems, talk about the distractions, but then come up with some solutions. And I, I hope we can, we can grow from this this morning. But first off, the morning. Uh, this is probably one of the toughest times. Like, anybody, where are my morning people at? See, nobody. Nobody's a morning person. Um, famously, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, I don't know if you guys saw on social media, like a couple, 
a year or two ago, he posted his daily routine. Dude woke up at 2.30. Students, that's a.m., okay? Like, that's, that's before uh, noon. Um, he, woke up, he woke up at 2.30. He works out, has two meals, and has, play, has already played a round of golf before 8 a.m. I'm still stumbling out of bed by 8 a.m., and he's finishing on the 18th green. Winston Churchill is more my speed. He, he'd wake up around 7.30, which is still almost a little early, but he wouldn't get out of bed until 11 a.m. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Instead, his, his secretaries would bring him all of his newspapers, his work, everything. He'd eat breakfast in bed. He did all of his work from there till 11. That's, yeah, that's my speed. I mean, just stay in bed, scrolling, whatever. But we all have a morning routine. We all have something we do every single day. No matter what, we do it. We wake up, look at our phone, take a shower, get ready, eat breakfast, drop off, drop off the kids. Thank goodness, right? Pick up coffee, even if we're late for work, we're picking up that coffee. We go to work, all this done in like the most stressful manner, and we, we are already spent by morning time. And where, where are we supposed to pray in that time? What, what are we supposed to do? Like, I, am I supposed to do this at work? What, what? Well, there's a couple of different options. You could, um, first thing, when you roll out of bed, just kneel at the side of your bed. And it doesn't have to be super long. We're not asking for 30 minutes of prayer. I'm asking for 30 seconds to a minute of prayer. My, my, my coach, um, when we did planks, he used to say, you can do anything for a minute. I was like, I can't do these planks, though. But you can do anything for a minute. You can pray for a minute. You can do that. No matter how early it is, you can do it. But if uh, you find yourself like you, the best time for you to do it is in the office. Maybe you're, you're getting to your office and uh, you just go kneel straight at your chair just for 30 seconds, thanking God for the day. God, I thank you for another day, another chance to spread your word to the, these lost people, to my friends. Lord, help me be a light in this dark world. Or parents, this is a great teaching opportunity. On your way uh, to drop off the kids to school, eyes open, you can pray. Like, eyes open, that is the key. But you can pray. You can teach them how to pray. Have them pray every once in a while. You can do this. Te- uh, my, one of my favorite things, uh, w- Pastor TJ, one time, he had a flat tire, and I had to help get Staley to, to preschool one day. And uh, it was so adorable. But as they were about to get out of the car, he says, to see, we got to pray real quick. And so they sat there and prayed, and it just touched my heart. Like, you could start off your child's day with pouring into them, teaching them about God's word, telling them how beautiful they are, how, how amazing they are, how they can be a helper, how they, like, you can do this. This is a great teaching opportunity for, for your kids, um, and it's a great teaching opportunity for you. First thing in the morning, we got to pray. We got to start our morning off right. You're ready for day, daytime. This one can get tricky. It can get away from us really quick. But looking back at Winston Churchill's schedule, uh, he's, he's basically getting out of bed around this time. Um, another thing he was kind of famous for is he would take multiple naps. Like, that's still my kind of guy. Like, but not only that, he would take multiple baths. So he would take a nap, and then he would take a bath. Like, where are you going with this, Pat? Okay. Uh, he would take a bath, and then he would feel freshest. He would feel like he just woke up again, like it's a new day, and it's midday. See, when we're at lunch, we're tired. 
We've already almost fought three of our coworkers. We've just had it. I've had it. You haven't been as productive as you hoped you would. You, you blinked and it's already lunchtime and all I did was scroll on Facebook. You're physically tired because maybe your, your job, you're short-staffed and you're doing five people's work. But you're tired, you're exhausted, you're ready for this day to be over and, and you still only have half a day left. What are you, when are you supposed to pray in that time? There's a couple different opportunities you have. If you're at lunch, you can pray with your coworker. And I'm not saying all the time you have to get on your knees. But physically, I do want you to do something different. I don't, I don't want you to just pray inside your head. That was one of the responses we got from a lot of people in a poll. That they just prayed all day, a lot of the day, a lot of the day in their head. But when you do something physical, it, it takes all of those distractions and it focuses on something else. So if you're at lunch with a coworker, you could turn your palms like this on your knees, something physical, something different about your prayer. Not just thinking about the things in your head, not thinking about how terrible your day is, because those, those other thoughts are going to be what dominate that, that thought process, but, but we're doing something physical. And that you have an opportunity there to pray for your friend, to pray for your coworker. Maybe they got on your nerves that day. That's a perfect time to pray for them. You have a couple different, more options. You can get alone and, and just, you know, maybe you're taking your lunch um, that day by yourself and you can pray, kneel and pray. Maybe you're going home for lunch, whatever it is, kneel and pray. Take an opportunity. And again, it's not 30 minutes of prayer. It's not half your lunch time. It's like 30 seconds to a minute, minimum. But this is an opportunity for us to restart our day, the day that you've been struggling with and, and you still have your family to get to. You still have important things to do. Take a second and pray. The third one is the evening. Your day is over. All you want to do is sleep. I don't know about you, but I'll have like five different things to do. I'll have like two loads of laundry, um, dishes. I don't do dishes, whatever. But you'll have dishes. You'll have a bunch of things to do still on your to-do list. And, and you're like, I'm just not going to do it. Anybody else? Like, you just, like, I'm just going to go to bed and do something else on my phone and act like it's non-existent. That's me at, at evening time sometimes. Um, but you, you want to get to bed so you can watch TikTok, so you can scroll endlessly through Facebook. You somehow got the kids to bed. It was a hard task. And you, you can't sleep because you've had such a rough day and people were mean and, and customers were rude and... And now you're thinking about that whole entire day and you're processing that in your mind. How am I going to sleep? How am I, how am I supposed to pray? I can't even go to sleep. How am I supposed to pray? Take a few minutes before you go to bed, at the side of your bed, and pray. But once again, parents, this is an opportunity to teach. This is an opportunity for, for your kid to step up. Hey, so-and-so, will you pray for us before we go to bed? If we establish these habits in our lives, I, I, I cannot imagine where our families, where our lives would grow if we just take these little habits, these 30 seconds to a minute, three times a day. Like, this is easy stuff. There are a couple more things I just want to mention as far as tips. Set alarms. Set alarms, okay? That, that, that reminder, because you're not going to remember. I promise you that. You're not going to remember tomorrow to, to wake up, pray, to 
after you eat lunch, pray. Before you go to bed, pray. But set alarms. Also, if you don't know how to pray, you, just, you need something to help you. Um, there's an app called Pray First. And th- this app is amazing. It has prayer plans that, that will help guide you through prayers. Different, the Lord's Prayer. Di- different types of prayers. And then also it's got um, music with instrumental music and to help you focus. All, all these different things, all these different tools to help you pray. Pray First app is amazing. I've been using it this week. But all of this, we're, we're, we're trying to become more and more like Jesus, right? Like that's the goal, right? And we're going to look at, at Jesus' story here really quick. Um, Dylan, you're welcome to come start playing. We're trying to be like Jesus. And there's, there's several examples of Jesus praying in the Bible. But there's one in particular I want to look at, and it's Jesus. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Before getting arrested, before his crucifixion, he, he's, and this happens, he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. All, all of these things are about to happen. Like he's about to go to the cross to die for the sins of everyone that would exist. I'm sure his disciples are freaking out about something. Like they're probably arguing about something because that's what people do. And Jesus decides, I'm going to get away. I'm going to do something physical. I'm not just going to sit there and think in my head, dear Lord, help me. But I'm going to get away. I'm going to do something physical. And not only that, he has this different posture. And what's even better, he's not a normal person. This is Jesus, the king. Perfect Jesus, never sinned. Decides, I need to humble myself. I need to get on my knees. I need to pray to God. There's, there's another great passage I just want to point out real quick in Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11. This is crazy to me. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, you, who though he was in form of God, though he was God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So at the, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus humbled himself. And if you miss anything we talked about today, I want you to pay attention now. Like if you've been checked out, check in right now. Because this is the one thing that you, you can't leave here without. That's not about the prayers, because we are praying, we're, do, we're doing things in our head. But prayer, part of it is a posture. And I, I don't think we have this posture of prayer. We're not humbling ourselves. See, Bluff First, we, we have this, what I like to call a God complex. We think we've got it all handled. I can take care of myself. Yeah, I've got a busy day, but we think we have the answers. We, we, we think we can fill it with, with to-do lists and tasks and everything and our own habits and our own structures, and we think we've got it handled but we don't. We don't. We're so far from it. 
have to humble ourselves. And today it's about the posture. Today is about the posture. I've got more important things. No. It's about humbling yourself. It's about praying to God, giving everything to him. I, I like to speak and, and think through songs. And uh, there's one song specifically. I just, it, it really, really touched me this week, and I've been singing it all week, and Megan's probably annoyed by now, but it's okay. The song is what a friend we have in Jesus. And I'm going to read a verse for you real quick of it. It says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, and what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. But here comes our God complex right here. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There's peace that you've been forfeiting because you've just been holding on to yourself because you think you can handle it because you think you've got it in the bag. Are you weary? Are you heavy burdened? Is life getting stressful? Bring it to God in prayer. The peace is here. The opportunity is here. It says in the Bible, but we decide to carry all this pain, all of this sin, everything, this busy schedule, all the drama for work, But we have an opportunity to bring everything to God in prayer. So here's what we're going to do today in response. TJ's not here, so you know it's going to be quick, all right? He's got some rollover minutes, though, so next week it might take a little bit longer. We'll see. Um, but we're going to practice this, and I, I know you're already cringing. And you're like, but people are going to think I'm weird. No, everybody's going to be doing it. It was, it was so awesome in the am to see everybody kneeling for God to, to humble themselves, to pray, to, to focus on Jesus in this moment. Dylan's going to sing a song, but I, during that first song, when he sings that, I, I just want us to pray during that time, and then I'll come back up, and I'll have you stand up, and we're going to worship one last time. But we need to kneel. We need to we need to position ourselves. We need to have a different posture than what we have right now. The answer, the answer is this. It's prayer. But we have to humble ourselves this morning. So if you would, go ahead. Assume the position. Go ahead. Do it. Uh, and I'm going to start a prayer for you guys. And I'm going to have you guys pray for a few moments. God, I thank you for this morning. God, you're so amazing. You're so wonderful. You're so perfect. And God, I'm so sorry that I forfeit this peace, that I have all this pain, that I try to handle everything whenever you are there to take care of it for me. If only I would just pray. If only I would just give it to you. So Lord, we give it to you this morning. We say yes to you. We're obedient to you this morning. Let's pray. If you pray for a couple moments. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like more information, visit us on Facebook or on the web at blufffirst.com.